Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Monday evening. Is Well, we got the NBA schedule the other day, and, uh, of course, early October it will be officially Hawks season as uh, they will get – into training camp and uh, preseason games come up. I think October 10th is the mm-hmm. uh, preseason schedule will get underway. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show. She is the beat writer for the Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Lauren Williams joins us. And of course, you can follow Lauren on her personal Twitter page at Williams Lauren L. And of course, check out all of her work at AJC.com. Lauren, as always, appreciate a few minutes on the show with me this evening. I'm so happy to be be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, a um, couple things. Let, let's talk about uh, both the uh, regular season and preseason schedule. Mm-hmm. I do think it's pretty cool that the Hawks are going to host the New Orleans Pelicans at Skyhawks, you know, arena, I guess, or mm-hmm. whatever you call it. But uh, but it is a kind of a cool, um, you know, idea and in, uh, in venue. So uh, I, I do think that the Hawks are doing themselves some good hosting the Pelicans down at College Park and, and having, you know, an NBA preseason game down there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like last year where the Pelicans hosted the Hawks at uh, Legacy Arena out there in Birmingham, which is the home of their G League affil- affiliate, um, the squadron. So I think it's just kind of awesome that, you know, the NBA is, is trying to make some inroads there and growing the fan base as far as the G League is concerned. And, I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns, they're actually in the process of trying to get a G League team going out in Phoenix so, or, or in Arizona. I'm not sure where the team will actually end up. But, I mean, now all 30 teams have G League affiliates, which, you know, will be kind of cool to see how much it can kind of help to develop some of those young players, which is why a lot of these teams go out and get those G League affiliates. So looking at the regular season schedule, um, you know, there there's some definite landmines, you know, for the Hawks. I mean, they have five of eight on the road to start off with, um, five of eight to end the year, which was a, certainly a lot different situation than they had at the end of last year. Five of eight on the road to end the year, four out of six mm-hmm. um, on the road to end the, the very end of the season. It, it feels like that this schedule, I mean, again, I know it all balances out to yeah. you know, the 82 <laughs> games, but, yeah. you, you know, again, you, I, I, I look at the NBA in, in chunks mm-hmm. of the schedule. Like, I don't, I don't look at the whole thing. I look at, you know, blips on the radar, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some definite landmines uh, when you look at the beginning and end of the year with a lot of road games. And, and certainly mm-hmm. this team 
probably, you know, again, they probably need to be a better road team overall, not just try to pile up wins at home. Absolutely. I mean, I was telling someone this exact same thing. We know that they're 41 games at home, 41 games on the road, but it does feel like the Hawks have, for some reason, it just feels like they have a very road-heavy schedule. And as you mentioned, it starts out the season pretty road-heavy and it ends the season pretty road-heavy. They don't have their longest stretch of home games until January when they have, what, a six or so home game stand. Um, obviously you have to look at the rest of the, the league to kind of see how that shakes up. But the Hawks do get, in my opinion, a bit of a raw deal where they have to travel for these extended periods um, to kind of get these games going. And we know what they look like on the road. We know what they look like at home. And for the longest time, they struggled at home last season. So I think the big thing for the Hawks this year is making sure that they do protect home base, but also making sure that they're, they're not like um, <clears throat> the the Warriors were last year where they did really, really well at home, but they had a really hard time out there on the road. So with Quinn Snyder at the helm, you know, you, you, you look to, to see this team really take advantage of his expertise. And, and now that his system is in place, they have a whole season to, to get it going. How, how are the Hawks approaching this in-season tournament? I mean, that's going to start – you know, somewhere around, you know, Thanksgiving, and it goes into early December. The the knockout rounds go into early December. How are they mm-hmm. kind of approaching this? I mean, it does count toward the regular season, but, you know, again, it's it's a tournament. And, and, yeah. I, and I don't like it. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll fully admit it. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I – don't, I don't see where there's a benefit when there's still a 1,000 right. games to be played you know, ahead of them. I, how are they kind of approaching the idea of this in-season tournament? I think they have to approach it like any other game, if we're being honest. This is a team that had a very mediocre season last year. They were 41 and 41. So I think as many games as they can get under their belt to build up chemistry, especially since they're continuing to try and run this backcourt with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, the better. So I, I think that if you're trying to build up camaraderie and go out there and, and winning some extra money, I think that's a great way to start, um, especially when you have uh, reports of, a, of, a, of a, a team that, you know, kind of struggled to have some of that camaraderie at some moments last season. Lauren Williams joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline, Hawks beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You know, the other part of the schedule is, I mean, they play most of the month of March on the road I mean like like that is I I don't know I mean like when I looked at that just that's a weird stretch that they have where you know yes I I understand that the west coast part of things you know and when you go out there you're going to play all your games out there but most of from the 29th of February until the 21st of March I mean they're almost exclusively on the road I think it's two home games is it I mean that that feels like a a real rough patch of the schedule for any – I mean, I don't care what team you are. I don't care if you're the, the Warriors or whoever. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a tough stretch that the Hawks have come you yeah. know, early March. Yeah, I think, you know, fortunately for them, it does end up balancing out toward the end of the, the, the month there because they finish off the month with about, what, five home games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's only seven home games total that month alone. I, I Like I said, I feel like the Hawks do get a really – raw end of the deal, especially when you're looking at who they have to play. They're playing the Nets, 
Um, they're playing the Knicks, who, you know, continue to rise. They, you know, went to the second round of the playoffs last season. And then they have the Clippers and Lakers, who, again, are teams that are expected to be competing teams. So I think they got a pretty raw deal there in that month. I think they got a pretty raw deal, in my opinion, when you look at the in-season tournament, when you touched on that a little bit um, with how they're they're trying to compete for it. They compete on, I mean, the last game that they have, excuse me, is against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is another team that is expected to be uh, a, a team that goes pretty deep in the playoffs with uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland there. So it's, it's they have like you said they have a lot of monsters that they're going to have to face and uh you have to hope that this team gets things going early in the season as opposed to trying to turn it on and um you know having a head coach firing be the thing that lights a fire under their butt <laughs> so you know Laura let me ask you let me ask you about the roster i mean yeah. you know we we hear a lot of rumors and, and man i mean the the rumor mill surrounding the hawks had, mm-hmm. had, they've been involved in every trade imaginable. I, I don't care what level of player, but but the Hawks have been you know listed, and I understand mm-hmm. that that websites and things like that have to fill content. But mm-hmm. how 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 much is fact versus fiction? Like how much do you think the Hawks are really in? You know, again, the Pascal Siakam and mm-hmm. players like that. Like how how much do you really think? How much do you really buy into some of that talk and and things like that that the Hawks are involved in? Oh, I I definitely buy into them being active in those discussions. I mean, part of the reason why a lot of these deals often take so long is because you're trying to get multiple teams involved. And, you know, you want to make sure that everybody comes away from these multi-team deals happy. And those deals are so easy to fall apart. We saw it happen with the Boston Celtics and uh, the LA Clippers when they tried to, uh, to trade Malcolm Brogdon as part of that deal that ended up getting them Chris Tapp's Brzingis. So I, I definitely buy into it. And then you also have to factor in that, you know, it's been noted that Pascal Siakam says that he doesn't intend to extend his contract with whatever team he ends up getting traded to. So you have to factor that in into the decision-making and, and that process that, you know, the Hawks are trying to be players in that market. But you know, it, it's it's hard. If you're asking me about that Pascal Siakam trade, I if I were in that front office, I wouldn't do it, especially if you have a guy who has come out and said that, you know, he's not willing to re-sign. Um, you know, I, I love Pascal Siakam's game, but I, I'm not sure with this roster as it stands right now, even if you move some of the reported pieces that, you know, this team has been reported to have dangled out to the Raptors there. I don't think he makes this team better um, right away. And I, I think there are a couple of pieces away from that. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess I kind of put you on the spot with this. Do Mm -hmm. you think, do you think that the Hawks roster talent wise is Mm -hmm. better than better now? Or, you know, let me ask you, is the Hawks roster better right now today than they were when they lost to the Boston Celtics and wrapped up the season? You know, I, right now, I don't think this team is better than when they ended the season. Um, In fact, I think that, you know, with trading John Collins, which is a deal that they definitely needed to make, um, 
you know, I, I think they got a little bit worse, especially in the front court. I think right now they're, you have to bank on a guy like either Sadiq Bey or, or Jalen Johnson kind of really stepping up to fill that void that they lost with John with the John Collins trade. I mean, they lost another pretty good rim protector who, who had Clint Capella, you know, kind of, you know, there helping him out. I know that's a very, very mild way of putting that, <laughs> but... They were a very big duo. Um, you're also banking on Onyeko Kanku having another big year, and I don't think there are any plans for him to move to the four, um, especially because he's you know currently their backup five. So I think you're banking on some of these young players really having some breakout years, and time will only tell if these guys will have those breakout years. So as the roster stands, I don't think they did get better. So, Lauren, I mean, give me some therapy all of this because uh console me you know rub my head i mean something because it it feels like for almost a year now every move has been about salary cap i I mean Mm -hmm. it's i mean and i i I totally agree with you that again i keep saying this they're not a better roster than they were when they lost to the celtics but right. every move feels like every time I see a move from the Hawks in a transaction, well, we saved mm-hmm. $3.5 million here. Well, we saved $6 million here. Well, we've got the John Collins, but, you know, we hey, we have this exemption. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, again, but if you're going to take advantage of the $25 million exemption, you're going to go right back in the luxury tax if, if, if you enact that. So, mm-hmm. again, I, I just feel like every move that the Hawks make is surrounded around the salary cap and luxury tax and not so much getting better. And I, I know they won't say it that way, but mm-hmm. perception has the same effect as truth. And and if everybody looks at it and says, well, gee, the Hawks are just trying to save themselves some money. I mean, help me understand that these these moves are trying to get better, not just lower the luxury tax threshold or, or be over the salary cap. Yeah, I think that if you're able to go out and make a trade to take advantage of that John Collins um, trade exception, then, of course, you're hoping that you're trading for somebody that will make the roster better. So at least they have that flexibility, especially heading into the trade deadline. Um, You get to see kind of who's available and who's, you know, looking to, to make deals happen, especially some of those teams who might be ready to buy now um, and win now in terms of the finals and everything like that. So I, I don't know. I, I personally, as it stands, I'm glad that there's this team isn't in the luxury tax. I'm glad that they have a lot more flexibility moving forward to try and make something happen. So I think that's kind of what I walk away from a lot of the deals that they've made so far. It's just having some flexibility as they try to build this roster to be better. Yeah, I I don't know. I you know, I just, I think that's the only I think that's the consolation prize that you can take away from this right now. Yeah, I just I, I want a better basketball team. I mean yeah. I mean I, I I don't know how you get there and and again I I know all of the rumors that the Hawks are I, I just want a better basketball team. I want this yeah. thing to get turned around and I don't and I personally don't think that just having Quinn Snyder alone is enough to just get this thing where it needs to be on track. I still think that there are 
things about this roster that are flawed. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, that's that's why they play the games, right? I mean, yep. that's you know, we'll we'll see what happens um, in all of this. So. Lauren yeah. Williams, she covers the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Check out all of her work at AJC.com, and you can follow her on her personal Twitter page at Williams Lauren L. Lauren, as always, appreciate a few minutes on the show. We'll chat again, obviously, here through uh, this preseason and getting into the regular season. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chuckery. You got it. John Chuckery here, Sports Radio, and that's in the game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.